Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is, is Married to Hollywood. Hollywood, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly about being married to each other and the industry. How are you today? Hey. So we skipped a week. It's been a minute. It's been a week. Sorry. Yeah. We, we skipped last week. It was just, it was a little, a little hectic, a little crazy, really and it hectic. got away from us. So yeah. apologies there. I know quite a few of you were like, are you okay? We got a lot of people reaching out going, um, what happened? It's all good. It's all good. But um, thanks for reaching out and listening so um, yeah, committedly. No, Thank that, you. We appreciate it. That, that meant a lot. So we're, we're back. We're here. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Um, I'm <laughs> we're good. really not there's, going there's anywhere. There's a lot happening. But, but what about <laughs> you? How, how has everything, how have um, the last couple of weeks been? The last couple of weeks have been, um, like, I've had a few opportunities that I've had to, um, like, we had to, I missed out on an audition basically just because of, uh, Lila needed to go to the ER. So I wasn't able to put that on tape, mm. um, passed up on a, um, casting opportunity because it was this weird, like crowdsourcing, like you vote popularity contest. That was see. like that weird one I did. Was that like five years ago? I wound up in the top five, but it was one of those weird ones yeah, of they have to vote for yeah. you to get the part after you audition. It's yeah. No, it's but those, like those you audition and then post your audition. Right. That's right. So and then you have to get voted through yeah. to the next. It seems really like um, from a production standpoint, it seems lazy because uh, it's like you're not storytelling. You're being dictated to by the population. Yeah. And like that's not how, not that uh, it's weird because it's like I understand why because they want it to be more marketable. But at the same time, I'm like, but that's such lazy production to me. <laughs> it's like. It, it just makes it more reality TV, like it makes game it, show. It makes it more focused on the celebrity. Yeah, it it's not be. about yeah, the, the project art. or yeah. the art. Yeah, those are those are um, some cool things coming along in the real estate side of the world. Um, having some friends get some really cool opportunities in the entertainment space, and um, got to do. I mean, I signed an NDA for it, so I can't talk about it too much. But I uh, got to do a table read for a really cool pilot. Um, the writer, director, the writer, maybe writer, director of it, um, <laughs> wrote the role that I read for for himself. Um, so I, That's it's, not, cool. it's not like I was auditioning for that by any means, but it was really cool. But to, how did that feel to read the role knowing that he had written it for himself? What did that feel like? It, it, I mean, it was like, I, it was one of the things when I read it, I was like, yep. This is him. Uh-huh. Uh, I can see what he's doing. I yeah. can see what he's going for. I I thought it was, and it's a really good pilot, uh, dealing with a lot of topical, sadly topical things um, that are just seem to happen on a, on a loop. And um, it's really well written. It's a really graphic. It's really violent. Um, it's going to be really good for like a streaming service, I think. It's, That's great. It's got like a solid like HBO Max, Netflix kind of vibe. vibe to it. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. How was the last few weeks? I'm, I'm glad you got to do the table read. Yeah, me too. Some other. It was super late at night. But yeah. Oh, no, I know. That's part of the time difference. I, you were so funny. You were like, do not wait up. Go to bed. Go to bed. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm starting at 10 o'clock. I, I don't know what I'm 10 o'clock. I know. Well, you were in by like between one and two. Um, it could have gone later. I was, in, I was in bed by like 1230, 1245. I was just still so wound up. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. I just didn't go to bed. You just didn't go to bed till like two. Yeah. I was in bed. I didn't go to sleep. Were you watching cartoons or were you playing I was probably chess? playing chess, <laughs> which has been my new obsession. That's his new thing. He's been playing chess like crazy. What's the 
the platform you're using for chess.com chess.com i haven't i haven't signed up for their um it's like there's a five dollar a month fee which i actually think is is worth it if you want to grow as a chess player um i need to decide if i want to grow as a chess player before i spend that money but it's uh (laughs) (laughs) it's it's only five dollars a month and it gives you the opportunity to really analyze yourself and dig in that's um, cool. So you can improve on your lines and all that stuff. And honestly, like, big shout out to the team from Queen's Gambit because I don't know that I would have ever been this interested. That is Queen's happening Gambit. like crazy. Yeah. Chess has exploded because of Queen's Gambit, yeah. and so many people are getting into it now. On our honeymoon, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. I grew up not playing chess in a I'm going to use this move and this move and this move and that move and take it out in three. You know, I, that's not at all how we did it, but we did, you know chess competitions all the time growing up and I'm decent at it. I mean, I never learned the actual techniques or the moves or anything, but I'm, I'm, I can see it and I'm pretty good at it. And we never played it on our honeymoon. You were like, Oh, come on. As we were waiting for an excursion. An excursion. Yeah. And I was like, you sure? You're like, yeah. I was like, okay. And you beat and I beat me up you, and down. And you were like, wait, what? So I mean, a few I was weeks also ago, terrible. well, that's why I'm saying this a couple weeks ago, he looks at me with these adorable, huge, glowing, excited with like a twinkle in his eye, eyes. And he goes, come on, let's play chess. Let's, let's play a game. Let's play a game. And I was like, babe. And he kept asking me this at like midnight. And I was like, I am I'm exhausted. We're not going to do this right now. And he was like, please, please, please. Didn't we start a game before we did an episode of Married to Hollywood? And then we started, finished it like, like a week later. I think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. So we we played a game and he has learned so much. Yeah. But it was really funny because I did a different opening than he was anticipating and it totally threw you. That's what you were saying. Yeah. My opening, you like, were like, oh. what? I was just surprised. <laughs> and so then he had to kind of get, you know, navigate and go around. And then when he had me, because he won, when he had me, the look of glee, pride, devilish he 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 i got you all in one on his face was pretty adorable i think i think i saw um i had like uh a checkmate with uh queen pawn and uh bishop i think on yeah it was like queen pawn bishop and like the a a to c like up to like the fifth rank quadrant of the board and this is just nuts that my brain can now see all these things this way. Yeah. Um, and I was actually talking with a photographer because I was um, we were at a sh- photo shoot for um, one of the houses we're getting ready to list, and he plays chess pretty actively. And he was trying to oh, like fun. I was I was I was killing time when he was wrapping up and I was playing game and then he started like over my shoulder trying to like help me and I was like <laughs> this is really uncomfortable and I didn't know I didn't want to be like dude get away. That's funny. But, um, it's it's really interesting because I think chess is um, it needs to be taught to everybody in a similar way that I think um, everybody should learn about finance and real estate because it teaches you to look at the world in a different way. Because mm-hmm. um, chess, there's openings, there's the middle game, there's the end game, and in life, there's your expectation, your opening. There's these lines that are created from an opening that are advantageous. But how the person responds to it changes your tactics. So the mid-game 
is going to, like, once you get through your opening and adapt your opening as you're going, the mid-game happens. And the mid-game is when you're exchanging pieces and trying to figure out how you're going to transition into your end game. Then your end game, you move a piece the wrong way, you've, or the person doesn't respond the way you're trying to induce their response. Right, right. Your, 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 your strategy's blown if you're a low-level player like I am. Like, you're not thinking so so many iterations down the way. And I think that it's just like a great lesson for like um, young kids to learn. Not that they should be competing in it. Like I think it's ridiculous and incredible to see that there's like 10 year old grandmasters out there, Yeah, which means that they're 10 years old and quantifiably like four times better than I'll ever be <laughs> uh, at least unless that, that scale goes exponentially, which I believe it might. Um, they, it's really cool because I think if you t- if you teach young artists in particular, it's like bring it back to married Hollywood. If you teach young people that this is how you 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 do your work, you study, you get your skills, and then you go into the world with all of that knowledge, but not trying to force any of it to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen how it's going to happen, and you have to adapt. You have to adapt on the fly. And the goal, yes, the goal is to win. The goal is to have success and to achieve. But at the end of the day, the goal is not to embarrass. The goal is not to to win so the other person loses. Right. The goal is to learn, adapt, and change. And ideally, be successful. Um, I like that. And I think the... For more often than not, we don't talk about the fact that chess games can end in draws and stalemates. Yeah, that happens a lot more frequently than people realize. Yeah, and it's this cool thing that I think um, maps really nicely onto life, particularly for artists, because we think that like there's this huge world of opportunity and we don't know which way to get started. So you, you read an Uta Hagen book, you go get a BFA, um, or you just decide, you know, I'm, I'm pretty enough, I'm just going to go ahead, get some headshots and try to walk a runway. And th- all of those things, if you just learn to do the one thing, you're going to be really one-dimensional. Yeah. You, you're going to be um, an, oh, an acting class actor or you're going to be um, a working actor. And if you're a working actor, it's going to be because you're consistently improving upon yourself. Like you might get lucky. You right. might You might win something, but you have to then analyze how you got there and then improve it. So that it's um, routine. And I love that about, I, I love when things from outside the arts can map over to the arts really well. Yeah. I like that. That was, yeah. a, good, that was a good connection. My little diatribe. I like it. I like it. Um, very, 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 very briefly, <laughs> uh, talk about what you thought about the Zack Snyder four-hour cut of... Oh, Justice League? Yes. Um, so here's... Because I've seen many, many mixed things online, but I know which camp you mostly fall in because of how you reacted when you saw it. But I'm curious, you tend to, this is no dig at all, get super excited as it's happening, especially with superhero stuff, and then you like rip it apart a week later. Yeah. So we're about a week later. And so, so I was can curious. Sit down where I'm at. <laughs> um, so I think where I fall on the Justice League camp is... You know, I'm really sorry for Zack Snyder's loss that his uh, his Horrific. daughter lost Horrific. her battle with depression, and I believe so sad. Yeah, um, took her own life, unfortunately. And um, and if I'm wrong on that, I'm really sorry if that's what I'm propagating and that's incorrect. It's what I understood to be the case. We know he lost his daughter. Yeah, that, that's as much as I know. Um, so that's why he had to leave the project originally. That was already 
200, 300 million dollars in. Yeah. Um, and that was back in 2017. And then Joss Whedon took over and we all know how that turned out. Um, <laughs> but not only yeah. for Joss Whedon's, ex- Ray Fisher exposing Joss Whedon for apparently the kind of troll that he is, but... And then Elijah Dushku came forward. Yeah. I know we talked about that yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. He's a really weird guy. Joss, Joss Whedon. Whedon. Um, but I think the issues with the Snyder Cut are studio interference and the studio trying to make money on a timeline in 2017 that created this problematic film, the original theatrical cut of Justice League. Um, and it's problematic from a plot standpoint. Um, it's, it's adherence or even acknowledgement of the source material, all of these, all of these things. Um, then you come over and you take a look at the four-plus-hour-long, six-part, should-have-been a mini-series, uh, Snyder Cut, and there's a lot more love given to the film by the filmmakers. Um, a lot of the characters are given a little bit more of a chance to shine. Um, I, I just Even would, the coloring and the feel you were yeah, saying is the, totally different. Yeah, and then, they sh- <laughs> then it was in the 4-3 uh, aspect ratio, which to see a 4-3 aspect ratio in HD uh, is weird. Some people hated that. You really liked it. You were like, they're doing it like the comic. I was reading this thing online and someone was like, it looked ridiculous. It's just, it shocks me how there are so many so the, vastly different. The reason, the reason for the four, three paneling um, is in comic books, um, you you read left to right, top to bottom. So um, on a normal cinematic uh, nine by 16, right? That's that ratio, 16 by nine. It's, um, it's left to right, not up to down. In a comic book, it's up to down. So the way it was reshot and recut mm. to be top to down, it creates that same type of eye movement. So when somebody picks up yeah. a big sword, they're picking it up, and you can follow that movement up, up and come down as opposed to it moving up and down inside of a lot of space left to right. So it gives it a more of a dramatic movement, yeah. which um, I appreciate the the wanting to do that. I think... I think oh, yeah. I just saw both Aquaman and... Uh, Wonder Woman with that movement, and it's much more of a grand. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I think one of the things that the internet has given us, um, you know, us here on our microphones posting to the internet, it allows everybody to be a critic. Um, yeah. yeah. And it, it does. allows everybody to be a critic from a place of, I know what's right. And it's like, okay, okay, you know what's right for you. I think that's what I find so entertaining. People are so, <laughs> this is the way it is because I say so. And it's like, and you're okay. like, wow, okay. Well, I mean, like, I don't, I think that Zack Snyder is way too obsessed with um, The Dark Knight Returns and The Watchmen, which are hugely influential books, but they override so much of his understanding of the mythos of comic book characters and comics in general that it's... It's just a little bit too uh, too dark to for me. Like I, I get it. I, the note the note of a a vigilante. Like what are we really saying that it's okay for somebody to work outside of the law? Okay, well the law should work better. That's the comment that we we should be striving yeah, toward. Yeah. Um, and the people are like, well, I like it more than Marvel because Marvel's just too jokey and they have to punctuate everything with a joke and it's too bright and it's like. I love that Marvel does that. I love their witty banter back and forth. That's something I really like about them. Yes. And it's one of the things that the Joss Whedon cut 
tried to force into what Snack Snyder had already been doing, and it just didn't work. I'm going to be completely honest. I remember nothing about the Joss Whedon version, except that the, it was you bad, Henry and Cavill's you saying how bad it was. Or have a Henry Cavill's CGI There was a face. weird cgi face. Yeah, so he was under, I do remember he was under that. contract with, I believe it was Universal, because that's who did, um, who does um, Mission Impossible. He was under contract for reshoots during Mission Impossible, oh. and he wasn't allowed to lose the mustache. That's what that was. Because so the contract obligations, so they had to digitally take it off his face. Oh my god! Um, yeah, so stupid. <laughs> probably cost more money. So much money. It probably cost more money to do that. Put a mustache back on his face. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's crazy. It probably would have been cheaper that's for ridiculous. Warner Brothers to um, pay Universal. That is so. I'm sorry, but that is ridiculous. But that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. They they try to throw money at problems that money can't fix. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that people misunderstand. There's like, oh, you know, like you've got all the money in the world. Why didn't you make a good thing? It's like, yeah, they've got all the money in the world, and they're beholden to all the people that gave them that money. Yeah, and all the people whose jobs are directly impacted by the performance of that money. So. You're, yeah, you might have this beautifully like evocative scene in mind, but if the producer has an opinion and they're the one that's paying your bills and then the producer's investor, who's the one who's paying the producer's salary, like if they've got opinions, sadly, you're stuck listening to them. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why independent film Hollywood. is so beautiful because uh, you don't have to listen in the same way. That's true. Um, but That's I, very, very I, true. All right, so if you had to rate it like one to, one out of ten. One out of ten. One to ten? <laughs> zero one to ten? To, zero to ten. Zero yeah. to ten. Um, somewhere between seven and eight. Okay. Le- okay. Yeah. Like so you liked it. Lean, you did. Leaning towards seven, but somewhere between a seven and eight. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was... Um, I thought it... Had, when I see something that's based on another medium, like if um, if somebody makes a movie of Shakespeare, mm-hmm. I want to see the reason they used that medium and what about the medium, like the original the original source material. I want to see their love for the original source material and the production. Yeah, and that's one of the things that um, the MCU has in spades is that you get the mm-hmm. sense that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they understand how they understand the meta nature of comic books, the commentary nature of comic books, the worlds, they understand where, generally where to draw from, where to pull from. Yes, some things might not be canon. And if it's not canon, it's not good. It's like, okay, chill out. <laughs> it's it's not canon because it's, it's all fake. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, uh, yes, no, I really want everything Star Wars to follow what I think the Star Wars canon should be. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm not there yet. If I get to be a producer on a Star Wars property, great. That'd but, be cool. Yeah. I think overall, I think the treatment of Cyborg was much better. I thought the only character that was really done a di- disservice by the remount of it was um, Wonder Woman, um, Gal Gadot's character. Yeah. Just because she didn't need to be built out really anymore. She got some really violent, visceral kills. Yeah, she did. Thing, she was like, it was she so did. violent for a comic book movie. It was so violent. It was very it was R-rated. very violent, yeah. Very R-rated. And yeah. it should have been. Yeah. She's pregnant with baby number three. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. 
There was this cute, they had their anniversary and they had this very adorable. I think, is she done with Wonder Woman? Is she coming back? I don't know how any, what the picture deal was. So I don't, I honestly don't know. I'd be curious. I thought she had more, but maybe, maybe not. Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 2. You think they'll do a Wonder Woman 3? Not after that critical response to Wonder Woman 2. Yeah, that was, that was. That was a solid. That was disappointing. Solid. I kept waiting. To love it. To love it. And, and that's a, it, it suffered happen. under its own it expectations. But again, yeah. that's a movie that... But the first one is so good. Because there was love. Yeah. The second movie felt like it was... They weren't loving the characters. Like, it had its moments. There were certain it moments did, in it. But it, but did, it, it didn't, did not... It, it wasn't handled with the same love of that first Wonder yeah. Woman. And then it was crushed under the expectations right. of the first Wonder Woman. Right. Right, right. Yeah. Man. Well, again, random, like just like shifting because we're just trying to get through things. There are a couple things I want to talk about. Yeah, go. Um, and before we get to the Grammys and the Oscar nominations, we just, we need to, I don't want to. You want to talk about gun violence yeah. and you want to talk about. Yeah, we've had two massive horrible things hate. happen mm. in this last week alone. And I think what is most troubling for me about it, I'm thrilled to see all of the Asian, I mean, everyone's are going, you know, stop this, stop that. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, help. Mm -hmm. And I love that people are standing up and talking, but that the rest of society is just numb to it. Like the shooting in Colorado a few days ago, no one, I didn't, Uh, it was a blip. Yeah. It was a blip. I watched, I I watched coverage live. Well, not many people did. Yeah, it was scary. And no one was really talking about that one. And that was just a couple days later. And, the numbness that our society has built because of the level of inner turmoil and destruction, trying to protect ourselves or whatever. I don't know what we're doing as a society, but the fact that it's not being talked about more and that things aren't actually being done. We'll, we'll get to this when we talk about really upsetting Minari because I haven't, haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't either. But the fact that uh, I believe it's an American made film that just happens to be in Korean. (laughs) Really? They tried to make I it. A, they tried to make it a foreign feature, despite the fact that I think almost all the actors are Ameri- of American. No way. Birth. I, huh. I could be wrong. Um, please don't hate me for this. But <laughs> the um, but the fact that it's like it's an American story about Americans who happen to be Korean and they're speaking in Korean mm. for the majority of the film because it's their familial language. They tried that. to push it to be a foreign film. It's like no, it's a foreign language but it's wow. not a foreign film. It's, yeah. an American film. it's an American film. Um, but I had no we idea can, we can that. D- uh, my, it's, our country is just sick. Yes. You've, when you found a country upon white supremacy and it, and you don't really ad- ever address white supremacy, you yeah. just kind of, you paper over it, put a bandaid here, put a bandaid there and you never, talk about the fact that it's also white male supremacy so this treatment of women as a lesser sex um the treatment i mean the the entire country was built by free labor yeah and not just african americans not just slave labor but these the people were shipped over here from asia to build the railroad and our country has made a habit of 
needing people to work for free because that's what capitalism needs. It needs cheap labor. And we just haven't taken care of those people or owned up to the fact that uh, we've done them wrong. And we need to have, we need a reckoning for that. Yeah. And it, it, it comes in waves. And the fact that there was a Senate hearing on gun violence scheduled yes. already in the books. Yes. Prior to the shooting happening and mm-hmm. the shooting happens. And then people are one of the best. Uh, John Kennedy, who's the senator for Louisiana, he he's, gets on the floor, Republican. And he's like, well, in his delightfully almost cartoonish Southern accent, um, said something along the lines of like, well, you know, what do we do about all the drunk driving that kills people in the country? And everyone's like, no, 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 that's actually, that's exactly what we want to do. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure that you can't operate a gun, uh, a gun drunk. You have to have a license. You have to register your gun. You have to get insurance for your gun. Anytime you move, and if you bring that gun with you, or um, you have to have a bill of sale, and the bill of sale is trackable and has to be filed, and like all of, or, or if you move to a new state, you have to register your gun in that, new, in that state new state and get new insurance and new permits in that new state. In order to use a, in order to use a car, you need what sixty hours of uh, driving before you can get a driving permit. permit let and then alone, you have to get all those hours. Then you have to take a practical yeah. and a driver's license test. It's like, not just given to you. All the, of those things. The shooter in Atlanta got the gun the day of the shooting. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like it's it's disgusting. But that's that's where we're at as a country. Um, I, I do think that common sense gun reform is incredibly important. Um, I do think that there are some laws in the books that just need to be enforced more strictly and more broadly, not necessarily new laws. Yeah. But I also think one of the most important things is to get money out of politics. How is that even? Plausible. Money out of politics? Honestly. Yeah. Um, you'd have to have senators and rep- representatives vote against themselves. It was it was roughly two years ago, and you may not have any recollection of this, but you went on one of your, it was like 2 a.m., you went on one of your A rant? rants and tangents about needing to get money out of politics. Do you remember this? No. We were, no. <laughs> I was like, you probably don't remember this. You were so impassioned yeah. and there were all, you went for like 45 minutes. That sounds like me. I know. Um, <laughs> but just, just to hear you say that, it's just, that was two years ago and it's just, and there's been is, no. And it's not just a right issue or a left issue. It's an everybody issue. Yeah. And if, if spe- the problem with special interests is that they're not American, they're not. So they're not the in, in the interests of the civilian. They're in the interests of profit. Yeah. And regardless of your sector, even if I like green jobs, I think those are great. It so happens to be that the green industry and the green economy at the moment is in line with what we need as civilians. But crazy notion, even these great liberal things, if not appropriately regulated, can become evils. Yeah. All like appropriate regulation, targeted regulation, managed regulation, regularly reviewed regulation. I know this is not sexy stuff for the Senate and the Congress to deal with, but they're not supposed to deal with sexy things. They're right. supposed to deal with the banal, annoying minutiae of our world so to that make it a better place. 
so that artists can go out and do sexy things, so that celebrities <laughs> can go out and do sexy things. Our politicians should not be celebrities. And yeah. that's the issue is they're all trying to get their, their gotcha moment on the Senate floor so they can go on Fox News or go on MSNBC and be seen as a hero and a standard bearer for their cause. And it's like, okay, what about just doing your job for your constituents? Yeah. Like, you ran away to Mexico, Ted, during yeah. a huge crisis in your that state. That was not cool. That was not cool at all. Regardless of who shot the gun or who pull, or who got shot by the gun, the fact that we so regularly have mass death in this country. That's what I'm talking about. And We've become numb to it instead of actually making change to make sure that doesn't happen again. You know, it was over a year since the last mass shooting in this country until this like last week. There hasn't been a year since like 1998 where there hasn't been a mass because shooting. because of the pandemic where everyone's just been indoors? Because of the pandemic. Yeah. So... Americans who are all about oh, yeah, their yeah, yeah. who are all about their liberty have been shown that we can't be trusted with our liberty because when we have our liberty, we and yes, I think it is a cultural responsibility. All of us, mental health. It's in the entertainment industry, glorification of violence. All of these things. Yeah, it's like we need to rise up minority communities and show that and show that these people are hey people. They have struggles just like us. They've achieved just like us. And if not greater, because they're achieving in spite of and despite all of the setbacks that are culturally set in front of them. Um, the bar of entry because of language or education, because where they grew up and lived, um, they had to rent. And the schools and areas where that are high rental areas are typically worse because nobody's paying into those property taxes in the same way that if there was ownership. And all of these things matter. They're systemic. And it's systemic white male supremacy. Mm. Patriarchy. However, I'm just... And yeah, I'm sure. That I know I benefit from all of it. I know I'm probably in some ways part of the problem because... I benefit from these things and I can't always be conscious of those benefits. But I think that as an industry, uh, I heard uh, uh, Era Washington made this really great comment. Um, the difference between colorblind casting and color conscious casting, that's the direction we need to move as an industry. And I think that that doesn't, huh. that doesn't get enough conversation. It's like, it's the one thing to colorblind cast um, Hamilton. That's awesome. But it's actually yeah. not colorblind casting. It's purposefully casting people of color that were originally white people. Yeah. Which is yeah. different. But like colorblind casting, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter what color all these people are. Great. Cool. They'll be whatever color they are. Right. You hit the mic. I did. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but if it's important that somebody be of specifically Mexican descent in a film in order to tell their story because only a person of Mexican descent could have had this type of experience in this film or this story or this pilot or this script, it's important. If they need to be a Syrian refugee because of this, that, or the other reason, you're not going to cast a Filipina person to play a Mexican person because that's stupid. Because that mm. means you're thinking, oh, all people of color are interchangeable. Yeah. Color conscious casting is, I see what you're is saying. important. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think that eventually, you know, if we do gender conscious, gender blind casting, 
Cause like you could tell a love story and the two characters could just be cast and they're just like, to me, it's like a really interesting, weird thing to think about. Like they don't need to be gay, straight, cis, trans, whatever. They just are. And the story isn't about that. So that, that would be like gender blind casting. Interesting. Or like orientation blind. I don't know how to phrase that properly. Dear help me, Lord. I have no idea how to say that properly. (laughs) I appreciate the effort though. I just think that the wave of the future, the entertainment industry, we've got a huge responsibility. Yeah. Oh, huge. And it starts with, um, well, it starts with recognition. Uh, You want to talk about uh, the Grammys and um, the Oscars. It's like, well, you know, this is not... um, I, Bill Maher had this the whole thing about a, a society of uh, equal uh, equal results or equitable outcomes or equal outcomes, in, but our society isn't a society of equal outcomes. Yeah, that's this whole thing. It's like you can't expect equal outcomes. You can expect equal opportunity, and you could fight for equal opportunity, but there are no equal outcomes because we all want an Oscar. That's not a, that's that's a that's a merit and politically based award we all want a grammy that's a merit and politically based award like that's not that's not equal outcomes not everybody gets a grammy no no and not everybody should because that diminishes the grammy yeah Uh, speaking of grammys trevor noah was a fantastic host he was for the grammys um they were weird guys yeah they were just weird i mean okay so the grammys we've said this before jason doesn't give two hoots about award season. I love award season. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Always have, always will. But in the last five, six, seven years or so, the Grammys have kind of taken a back seat, and I typically don't watch them, and I'll watch the performances after the fact. <laughs> um, they've just they've just shifted so much, in my opinion, over the years, and it's more of just like a flashy concert of the most popular songs, and it's just it's, it doesn't have the magic it used to have. But it's still respected, and I still love them. I just they go a little lower down on the priority list. It's like a four-hour MTV. I still want to be music got. awards. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but all the performances this year they were widely varied, uh, and they all really brought their A game. Like Harry Styles, it was his first time performing solo. He did uh, Watermelon Sugar, and uh, <laughs> he was he was great. I love that song. I do too. No, Harry Styles. It's catchy. He. He is a phenomenal talent that performer, came out of this boy band and, and has really Did solidified. Did you lose the name One Direction in your head? No. Oh, okay. You just no. didn't want to name him? I just, you know. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but he started out as an X Factor. I mean, One Direction, <laughs> random backstory, One Direction got put together from Simon Cowell during the X Factor. He pieced them together. This was not like <laughs> in sync where they were kind of like found by the manager and put together and grown. Simon Cowell went, you, 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 you. I'm making you a boy band. Cool. Let's go. And it all happened like on the X Factor. Yeah. And then they became One Direction, like the biggest boy band ever. Um, no, In Sync or Backstreet Boys is the biggest if boy you band ever. Look at the. So, okay. Because we grew up with them, I think that's why we think that. If you actually look at the numbers, the sales, the this, the that, the. I mean, we bring social media into it. In sync is very, very, very close, but I, I, I feel like last year did, wasn't there like that silly documentary we were watching about it where it proved One Direction is actually the most successful boy band of all time. I don't think I watched this with you. I didn't watch the whole thing; it was like part of it, but it was very intriguing. This sounds like a late night 
Netflix binge. Probably. While I'm watching cartoons. Probably, probably. But it was very fascinating. It was fascinating. Uh, but Harry Styles has really become... I remember being like, I'm not going to like him. He's a boy band person. And you just kind of write him off, which you shouldn't do. But, you know, people do. And then it was some of the music from the most recent... Not this album, but the album before. And he yeah. was doing carpal karaoke. And it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. He's got some chops. No, you're good. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're good. Um, Billie Eilish, who then shocked everyone because she went blonde back in January and was still wearing her green and black wig. And so people freaked out. This was like one, the last week, huge. Oh, did she reveal that she's blonde now? And she's been blonde since January. Yes. So oh. she was wearing her green and black. It was a wig at the Grammys and people like totally freaked out. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she won uh, a couple, a couple and her performance was lovely too. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B did wop 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 and it was so entertaining to watch the critiques and reviews come in from this because the two of them together I mean yeah it's raunchy yeah it's not exactly appropriate by any means but it's but no worse the than the song song is all about as what they say, women empowerment and this, that, and the other. I don't know if you saw this, but this woman, I'm not, I'm blanking on her name from, from the right. She came out blazing being like, you're teaching this to younger women. You think this is women empowerment. And it started this insane back and forth. Back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but respect that performance was insane. I it really was. You should things. check it out. I'll check it um, out. That, that performance was crazy. So it was, they were fun. They were entertaining. Trevor Noah really did a good job keeping it light because it was weird. No one was really in the auditorium. The nominees were outside and would come up and accept their awards. You know, there was like this little outside stage of the performance area just because everything was still virtual. You got to keep it safe. Until we're all vaccinated. Um, So it was, it was entertaining for sure. Then the Oscar nominees came out, the Oscar nominations. What did you think of them, babe? Honestly, um, when you read them, to me right now. Is this It'll be the be first, first time I'm hearing them. <laughs> I've been in such a real estate headspace you bubble for the last three weeks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Actor in a leading role. Also, and I know we said this before, we are so flipping behind. I have not seen any of this. And the SAG Awards happen the week before the... Oscars, the Oscars are going to be April 21st. And I think the SAG Awards are the 15th. It's like they're, they're right, right around each other. So we'll have to make sure to watch it all so that we're actually informed. Got a lot to consume. Can vote properly and know what we're talking about because that's what we do on this show. So. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Actor in a leading role. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Anthony Hopkins, The Father. I heard he is unreal in that. Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Yoon for Minari. So you were saying with Minari a little bit ago, they were trying to make that there was a, a I, foreign film. I, I had no idea about that. Yeah, there was a push to push to make it a foreign language film. Wow, like to put it like into the in that category, like the international Oscar category. But it was an American made film. But it's an American made film. Interesting. And it's just kind of like the that's the inherent the inherent, inherent bias of our con- of our country and our culture of like, oh, that's another language. It's another country. It's like no. People in America, crazy thought, don't all speak English. <laughs> That's true. That's and, true. And the people who were in America first, before it was named America, 
They definitely didn't speak English. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm curious. Again, we haven't watched it yet, but I've heard Chadwick was so incredible. And he did win the Isn't the Viola Globe. also up for... She is. Yeah, okay. She is. Um, so I'll be curious to see, because it hasn't happened since Heath Ledger, if if Chadwick yeah. wins. So we'll... we'll it's weird. We'll see. My gut immediately goes to either Chadwick or Anthony Hopkins. Um, but we will we will see. Having not seen them, that is what my gut goes to. <laughs> <laughs> Actor in a supporting role, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7. I've heard that's actually really good. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just, it's not a funny movie, which was a disappointing thing <laughs> to realize I've said no, that before. No, not at all. Not at all. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Paul Rassi, Sound of Metal. And Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. I have heard so many things about Judas and the Black Messiah, but I have not seen it. And Leslie Odom Jr., kudos to you, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing for an Oscar nod, but I have not, I have not seen it. And I can't really I've read put a gut on it. Script. I'm almost inclined to say Sasha Baron Cohen, but I have no I idea. I mean, that's fun for just Sasha Baron Cohen with a mic in front of him, even if it's only for a minute. It's just, that's good TV. It is. It is. Well, especially since Borat, and he won. I mean, the Globes, he won so much with that. Mm-hmm. It'd be really interesting if it's if he gets to show the other side. And, yeah, and but I think, uh, I, think we'll Judas, I think Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, David Koyello? Oh, I don't want to butcher his last name. Kaluuya. Kaluuya, I think. Kaluuya. Golly, I should work on that. Um, yes, we apologize for <laughs> mispronouncing all I think, these I think amazing artist names. I think he's got a chance. He's got a lot yeah, of buzz. I think he's he has a lot of buzz. Actress in a leading role, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andre Day, United States versus Billie Holiday. She won the Globe, and there is so much buzz around her right now. Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. This is going to be a tough category. Already, already, I've heard Carrie Mulligan is unbelievable. Vanessa Kirby knocks it out. Andre Day just won. And then it's Viola Davis, and oh my gosh. <laughs> Frances McDormand, I mean... I don't think Frances will win. I don't think she will this time. I know she won several years ago. But a lot of people... Mini tangent. A lot of people are saying No Man Land shouldn't be up for certain things because it's, it was improv. It's improv, yeah. and so it's up for script. And it's like, how is it up for script? I mean, I know not the category yet, but there are all these people it of like how it was transcribed. Right. So I will. You're insulting I will writers. I know only. more about that once I actually see it and have more of an opinion. But that is the thing surrounding it. Actress in a supporting role: Maria Baklova for Borat, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman, The Father. Amanda Seyfried, Mank, and Yu Jung Yoon for Minari. Um, I have heard Mank is incredible. There's so much we need to see. <laughs> I know. Hillbilly Elegy, I actually read the book in book club several years ago, and I was so excited to see the movie when it came out, and then I haven't seen it yet. Um, Isn't it, like, really bleak? It is. Yeah. Amy Adams and Glenn Close. Perfect casting for it. Amy Adams got shut out, though. Um, I think she'll survive. Well, I do too, but she didn't get the nominee. <laughs> <laughs> Animated feature film, Onward, which we did see. That was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, which we still need to see, and Wolfwalkers. I think Wolfwalkers might steal it. You think? Yes. What makes you say that? I think uh, Onward and Soul will split their votes. Oh. Ah, oh. 
Yeah. That is possible. Uh, directing Another Round, Thomas Vitterberg, Mank, David Fincher, Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, and Promising Young Woman, Emerald Fennel. Nomadland. I think so. No, I think she really might. Directing an improv at that scale, that's a lot of work. I mean, her reaction when she was winning the Globes and she was in those two little braids, she's adorable, number one. Uh, It would be incredible to see her win, one, with the political climate going on, but two, I truly think she may actually deserve it. Again, I have not seen it, so I can't (laughs) totally say that. You're being really bad right now. I know, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, Screenplay? I'm, I'm trying to get to it. Film editing, international feature film. Not that all these aren't important. I'm just kind of trying to do an overview. When is casting going to get an Oscar? Makeup and hairstyling. Didn't they say that was supposed to start this year or is that not till like 2025? I, I know it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And rightfully so. Music, original score, and original song. Best picture. Okay. The Father. Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank. Minari. Nomadland. Promising Young Woman. Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Judas the Black Messiah. I don't have a gut opinion yet. I uh, need to see somewhere before I say so. <laughs> uh, writing adapted screenplay, Borat. <laughs> Again, improv. The Father, Nomadland. Again, improv. One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. The White Tiger, I haven't heard of that one. I don't know that one either. Okay. Well. Uh, original screenplay. I feel like that gives it the opportunity to win. It might. <laughs> it might. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. I would love it if Sasha Baron Cohen just cleans Just like gets up. supporting actor and screenplay. It's two screenplays. Like <laughs> it's two screenplays. It's two screenplays? Or is that Best Picture? Best picture. So Borat has adapted screenplay. Borat has adapted screenplay. He's nominated for Chicago of Trial and, Se- uh, and, the Chicago Seven yeah. for supporting actor. If Chicago Seven cleans up. I would because Josh Barcon I think also produced. And best picture. I think he's also a producer on it. He's a producer on. He's definitely a producer on Borat, but I think he's a producer on Chicago Seven. It's not listed here, but it might. It says Mark Platt and Stuart Besser, and then it just says producers. Okay. So I don't think so. But that would be incredible if Sasha Baron Cohen just suddenly is like winning everything. He is an amazing talent. He is. He is. Um, So those are April 21st, and we have a whole lot to watch by then. So we can actually give you a proper informed (laughs) opinion. Do a better job than what we're doing right now. (laughs) You know, so we do our jobs correctly. Um, But it's just been a a busy couple weeks. It's my last week of this training session for Synetic. Kind of mixed. It's become a part of my... Routine? Routine the last eight weeks. Um, I think the next session is this summer, which would be the next eight-week round if I'm invited back, which we'll we'll find out soon. Soon. Um, it's It's been a joy. It's been a challenge. It's been hard, but it has been so rewarding. I've enjoyed spending a little bit more time with Lila. And you've been able to have a little more time with Lila, especially on Wednesday and Thursday nights, which has been so delightful and so cute. And she is just growing like crazy and running around. We went to get her the other morning and she goes, it's family. We went, yeah. And she stands up on the little ledge of her bed and she goes, mommy, I'm so glad to see you. (laughs) It was so... And the other so night at sweet. bedtime, she looks at me and she goes, Daddy, you're cute. Yes, she went, Daddy, you're cute. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Yeah, it was, you're he cute, went, you're too. cute too. 
she's just mind-blowingly adorably smart yeah and she's an amazing young woman she really is and i got the uh, official email yesterday i actually don't think i told you this uh she is in for camp officially and her oh, card yeah, was, was charged <laughs> okay so she is i saw the church too. going to <laughs> camp this summer which is wild but because july 4th is on a sunday she has off because i was like oh no she's gonna be at camp on her birthday and people are in school and camp on their birthday all the time but that actually made me a little sad they have off on July 5th because <laughs> it's right after July 4th. I was like, oh, yay. So we'll be able to do a proper family. A proper birthday. family. My you know, parents will be in town. His parents are going to come in. It's the first time we will vaccinated. have seen them in over a year. Yeah. They're fully vaccinated. My parents are now fully vaccinated. At that point, uh, um, at that you, point you, I will probably Fingers be. crossed we will yeah. be. Hopefully we should yeah. be. Um, and we're not going to do a big birthday party with, you know, everybody, of course. I just We're not comfortable with that yet. But we'll be able to do... Some some form yeah. of a birthday party. Put out a pool, play in the water. Yeah, do a cute little themed yeah. thing and mermaids. I would give imagine. Her, well, we did mermaid for her second. Oh, okay. it might be fairies. Might be fairies. I'd oh, originally fairies. thought Minnie Mouse for the third, but she's might so fairies. into fairies right now. Well, she's into mermaids too. Or horses. She loves so much. Yeah, that's good. Dinosaur fairies. I think you have a theme. <laughs> you have a theme. <laughs> Did I just figure it out yeah. for Lila's third birthday? I can't believe she'll be three this summer. <sighs> Goes so quick. I know. Um, but everything else is pretty good. Again, apologies for missing last week. And we'll be back. We're okay. We're okay. We'll, we'll be back we'll next week. We'll be back next week. And um, we're just going to keep on keeping on and like you do. getting through everything. And I love you and all this craziness. Love you too, babe. And thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> like you say. I'm Amelia Myers. I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this has been, been Married to Hollywood. Hollywood. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Black lives matter. Yes. Love is love. Love is love. Stop Asian hate. Stop it. Ugh. Stop it. Stop shooting people. Yes. Let's create some real change in this country. Let's unite in love. Love. And we love you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Get a vaccine. Yes. Uh, if you can medically. Um, we're not doctors, <laughs> so don't be mad at us, but get a vaccine. Get a vaccine. We love you all. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Bye.